You are listening to the Manos Accelerator podcast in partnership with Google Launchpad. We interview rockstar entrepreneurs who share their exact formulas for success in customer acquisition, growth hacking, fundraising, or scaling a company. And I'm your host, Juan Felipe Campos. Okay, Manos Nation, remember, for every episode, there's a giveaway of digital goods or resources from our partners that other people would normally pay for. To enter the giveaway, subscribe to the Manos podcast on iTunes now, and then message the word Manos to m.me forward slash Manos Accelerator. Again, that's Manos to the website m.me forward slash Manos Accelerator to prove it. Today, I am with... Anish Dalal. Anish, what are you working on? So I'm currently the co-founder of Sapphire Apps and just helping people make their apps trend in the app store. Can you tell us a little bit of context about what you've worked on in terms of revenue, customer base, some milestones you've hit to get us context about what you've done? Sure. Um, I actually got into the app space like in 2013, uh, built over 500 apps, uh, did 15 million downloads, sold that portfolio in 2016, and now helping other people Ooh. get downloads. Yep. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So if I'm an app founder, uh, do you deal mostly with uh, B2B or B2C or B2B2C? What's your best... Uh, foot forward here. Sure. So yeah, we probably deal with B2C app companies. Amazing. So I'm a B2C app founder. I need to increase my app downloads to, you know, either get my <laughs> either get my app profitable, which is what a lot of early stage entrepreneurs struggle with, or get it to the next level if I'm already cooking. You would be the guy to work with to actually make that happen, right? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we, we've dealt with a lot of apps and helping them get downloads is what we do. So um Yep. Yeah, and you guys are getting tons of downloads. What's something, you know, if I'm in Latin America and I have a B2C product, or if I'm in the US, I'm a Latino founder, I'm trying to get my, again, my startup to the next level. What's something you can share with us super tactical to make that happen for our app founders? Oh, absolutely. So one of the things I love about the app store the most is what people don't focus on. And that's essentially SEOing the app store. So we call it ASO. So ASO is like really focusing on what the key, like what keywords you put on the back end of your app. So, for example, in the app store, you get about seven words you can put on your backend keywords. And people just randomly put in words. Let's say you have a social app, right? So most people will put in like Facebook, Instagram, and whatnot. However, the key is to find keywords that will actually drive you downloads. And a quick way to do this right now is um, you take your app and you run sample search ads to it. So the app store now has a search ad platform. So you run some sample search ads to it. And then once you run search ads, say about run 100 bucks, you want to download the Excel spreadsheet that they give you and look at all the keywords that you got downloads from and then dive deeper into those. Okay, so help me understand that. You're basically, you, what you're doing is you're kicking off by running a paid ad strategy mm-hmm. and then based on the top performing ads, then you start creating an organic strategy. Exactly. And that is the App Store opti- search optimization. Exactly. Okay, so... Uh, if I'm a founder and I'm looking to spend money on the paid strategy, what's a ballpark budget range that I should be looking to spend before I have enough data? All you need is about like $100 to get started, really. Um, really? Wow. Yeah, that's it. And then you let the app store run its ads, and it'll run in a bunch of different places. What people don't do is doing the follow-up. So once you run those ads, it'll tell you exactly which um, keywords you got like rankings from, right? So let's say you're a social ad and you got downloads from another Latin America social ad app that you didn't you know, think of to put in your backend metadata, right? So then you take that app's name and then you actually search it in the app store on your phone, right? 
And then you look at all the other apps that come up under it. So those are new keywords you could also go after. Because the whole goal here is to find low-hanging fruit, which um, you want to find keywords which have high search volume and low results. And the way you can see this is just by punching it into your phone and you scroll down. If it has more than 10 results, don't go after it. Um, but what we like to do is go after new app companies that are launching, right? So let's say a competitor has launched in your space and you want to go after their keywords because they're probably spending a lot of marketing money, but they don't have that much competition for their keywords. Perfect. So it's all about the tail end. This is something that we also talked about with Arson and SEO, just regular SEO exactly. trying to rank on Google Bing. What he says is, yeah, you're probably not going to be able to compete with a keyword like coffee, but you could compete for a keyword like best Colombian dropship coffee or best Colombian coffee online, e-store, da-da-da. And there's still, yeah, maybe there's not 19 million web searches for it a month. Maybe there's only 200,000 but you can still pull off a profitable business off of that 200,000 and little by little start army crawling your way to the front page. Maybe it's gonna take a t two years, but by the time that you're there, you already have two million downloads, yep. it took you two years, and now you actually have the budget and it's profitable enough to compete for coffee. If you try to do it from day one, you're gonna be spending $18 you know, to compete with Starbucks and yep. they will always be able to outspend you and that's where we get bitter with the big established companies and we think that we need to fundraise. And it's not true. You can't bootstrap it mm -hmm. if you're just patient and tactical enough to put in the hours and to you know, learn more about it. That's what you're saying, right? Exactly. And the cool thing in the app store is there's only about 2 million apps, right? So this, for the strategies to pay off, we're talking about months, single-digit months, right? Within two months, you can really get to like the top performing keywords, whereas online it might take a year or 18 months, right? There's just not as much competition in the app store, one, because there's, there's only about two million apps, and two, realistically, like all these big companies we've worked with, no one really pays attention to the keywords, right? Because they're like, there's barely enough room for the keywords on the back end. So all you have is your back end keywords and your title, right? That's all you basically have in your subtitle. So people just punch in whatever they want. However, if, if you take like an analytical approach, so for us to come up with the keywords, it takes about two weeks. And um, you know, if you really take an analytical approach to doing this, uh, you can rank very quickly. So one, um, go after the long tail keywords. And the way you can measure this is um, there's sites called like Sensor Tower, um, App Store Radar. Um, all these will help you measure your uh, relevancy score for those keywords. So once you start getting really relevant or basically maxing out that keyword, then you take that keyword out and then introduce a more competitive keyword into your backend metadata. Okay, so you're actually periodically checking the keywords, and once you're already dominating one of the keywords, you don't just double down on it. Once you're already there, you're already there, you're trending for it. Now you just need to switch those out into whatever the next opportunity is. Exactly, exactly. So we call it a, we, it. We call it a ladder building approach. So, you know, rank on one and then slowly go up. Because, like, we have this one guy, um, so this one client, he, he was a betting app, right? And betting's a very, very hard keyword to rank for. And his app was okay, right? It wasn't anything special. But... We did that ladder building approach. Um, you know, we did like um, basketball in New York and things like that. So long tail keywords, and then we slowly chopped it down to like betting in New York and then just betting, right? And then he was ranking for betting, you know, on top of people that were spending millions of dollars in marketing and well-funded companies. So in the app store, you can get results quickly. Um, just gotta follow, uh, just slowly build that ladder. Right. Okay, got it. So to take it kind of step by step is I need to sp start spending at least $100 on experiments 
with the paid strategy directly with the app store. I don't yep. need to be running like Facebook ads or anything like that directly with the app store. The app store is going to give me results based on what worked and what didn't. Mm. Then the ones that worked, I need to put those as my actual official keywords in both my title, uh, the, the um, what you're calling like the, the backend keywords. Yeah. What was the appropriate term for it? Yeah, so, so the backend so keywords. I, the backend keywords, I start putting that there. The moment that I start trending under those keywords, I'm constantly running these tests. I'm constantly experimenting with uh, App Store Radar and the and Sensor Tower. What was the other tool you mentioned? Sensor Tower. Sensor Tower? Correct. Sensor Tower. Um, so I'm constantly still testing with that. The moment I start trending for a keyword, then I start replacing them, doing the latter approach that you're talking about. Little by little, you work your way. And it's like you're saying, it could be single digit months, but yeah, over the next eight months, whatever, nine months you will start getting enough traction that then it snowballs from there and then you start picking up more and more and more keywords and then you've got yourself yeah. uh, enough downloads to pull off a business. Yeah, um, and, and all those millions of downloads that I did before my previous company was just all ASO. So there's, there's a lot of searches in the App Store themselves uh, and it's more easier to pull in a user who's already in the App Store than to pull them in externally, right? So the whole goal is pull in all the internal users in the App Store first. Once you maximize it, then go externally. That was huge. That was huge. So that makes so much sense. It's way cheaper for you to convert someone that's already in the app store. It's already browsing for apps. It's already, look, they have the intention to download an app right this second in your niche than it is for you to try to pull someone in from like Facebook or from Google. Exactly. That makes a lot of sense. Let me throw you a curveball question here, Niche. What happens sure. for, so there are, this works perfectly fine if I have a utility app that it doesn't matter if I have one download or a million downloads, it works fine. Like a calculator, um, you know, a, a game where it's like single player what happens when it's a double-sided marketplace or it doesn't work well if I don't have enough people and I have to snowball really quickly? What a lot of founders do is they focus geographically on one location. So like, um, let's say like the Uber of pillows and I'm just going to start off in the Tampa um, Bay area and then like grow from there. How do you actually take into consideration the fact that some double-sided marketplaces, some apps have to start off with a geographical focus before they take over more and more? Okay, so... In double-sided marketplaces, it's, it's very interesting. The apps that have succeeded the most um, in the app store, actually what they do is they focus on either the demand or the supply, and they introduce a utility inside of the app, right? So a really good example is an app called Thumbtack. And Thumbtack, um, basically what they do is uh, they, they connect contractors with um, people who are looking for contractors, right? So when they started, what they did was they made a utility for contractors. So they made a time tracking system for contractors. So utility apps are much easier to push than two-sided marketplaces or branded apps, right? So they were able to push the, the time tracker for contractors. Once they built up that supply, then they just ran marketing spend on the demand side. Because if you have the contractors there, you can bring in the demand side quite easily, right? Because the supply is there. So the best thing I've seen in the app store is if you have a double market, um, a, a two-sided marketplace, make sure you have a utility in your app. So you pull them in, you pull in one side with the utility, and then you just focus on the other side. And that's, what's, that's what we've seen usually works pretty well. Let me tell you what is my favorite part about what you just said, Anish, is that founders, and you, for anybody listening, like founders are typically looking for a growth hack to fix something that they already built, that they already have. And we are typically very reluctant to actually do the right thing, which is take a step back and consider if the problem is actually deeper or before where you're trying to solve it. You know, we're trying to solve some of these problems with a Band-Aid where you have a gaping wound that's actually much earlier on. And I love yeah. that your answer wasn't just, oh, well, then do this other thing with this other tool and then everything's going to be fine. 
it's mm-hmm. probably not going to be fine. You actually messed it up. You should have built yeah. a utility first to make sure that you collect enough people on one side of the marketplace and then be able to target the other side. Yeah. It's, we're, we're past the stage where like, oh, I'll just build the, the Uber of tacos or the Airbnb of pillows or whatever, mm-hmm. and then I'll be able to generate both demands on both sides. That used to work really well when the idea itself was enough to get you the funding that you required to build out both sides of the marketplace. But now investors are looking at you saying, hey, this is too risky. I'll let you build the inventory first. Once you've got traction, I'll jump in. And founders are saying, without your fund, like chicken and the egg, man, because without your funds, I won't be able to get enough traction to then be able to get more (laughs) funds. And Anisha's answer just said it right there. Like you actually messed up by trying to do it that way. If we have more patience and separate our startups into phases, and say phase one, utility, phase two, roll out the double-sided marketplace, you've got a much better chance of pulling off a business. Yeah, and, and like the, the other thing I would say to that is, it's all about building like an MVP product for the app store. There's too many people just spending too much money just going after the app gold. Um, a new thing Apple has recently released that's really beneficial is um, they let you essentially get pre-orders for apps. So we're actually using that internally. So what you can do is you can essentially launch an app without having the code for the app. So what we do is, um, so, you know, we own some like really good food Instagram pages. So, you know, we we see opportunity in that space, right? Um, So instead of making the whole app, what we're going to do is we're going to make a sick app icon. We're going to make six screenshots and we're going to make six descriptions, right? And then we're going to launch the the pre-orders. So you can do it up, up to 90 days. If we get critical amount of downloads, then we'll hire, you know, we'll tell our teams to build out the product. If we don't, then, you know, it's okay. We'll move on to the next thing. So that's a really good way um, you can test um, ideas now in the App Store is just launch it and just have an awesome external assets and then you know run ads to it, do whatever you were going to do anyways to the app and see if they convert. So what happens is all the downloads that you get um, count on the first day of launch. So I would essentially go to the App Store and it says get. I click get, but the app won't download today. It'll download when you launch it. Um, and then, yeah, you can see downloads coming in every day. So you can say, hey, this is a good idea or this is a bad idea. That's amazing. What's the best resource to be learning more about these things, um, about app store optimization, driving app downloads? Sure. Um, so if you essentially search ASO in Google, there's about like five, six tools that dominate the space. And all their blogs are really helpful. And um, that's one. And two, just if you want to just do- make a simple app and try to promote it with app, um, app store search ads. Uh, the experience is worth more than anything those blogs have. Amazing. There you have it. Anish just shared some serious knowledge with us. If you have a B2C app product, a tech product that you're trying to drive downloads to, Anish is the man to learn all these things from. Over 15 million downloads has helped create over 500 apps. You heard it here first. Okay, Manos Nation, do not forget your chance to win digital goods and resources on every episode right here on the podcast. It's very simple. You just subscribe to the show on iTunes And once you've done that, message the word MANOS to m.me forward slash MANOS Accelerator. Subscribe on iTunes and then message MANOS to the website m.me forward slash MANOS Accelerator. See you on the next one. Anish, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you and learn more about what you're doing? Sure. um, You can add me on LinkedIn. Um, My name is Anish Dalal. Or you can... um yeah, just reach out to me on Facebook or anything. Any of the social platforms are good. So um, yeah, feel free to reach out and I'm looking to help anybody who needs help in the app space.